up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Steve, I'm doing well. Covering from uh, birthday celebration, beer and cider festival here in uh, Oaks, near Phoenixville, where you used to live. Oh, that's cool. Good deal. Yeah, I've never been to the Expo Center there, but that's um, that's where they're holding it. It's kind of like a inside, but like doors were open, so it's like a little chillier. But the intention, I guess, was a Christmas theme, so everyone was wearing their ugly Christmas sweaters. So it was a nice little setup. Yeah, it's nice. I am I'm recovering from shoveling snow about an hour ago. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, already. Yeah, I, I rolled the dice because it, it snowed yesterday, and then it was supposed to like warm up and rain overnight. So I rolled the dice and didn't shovel okay. it yesterday thinking, well, it might melt, but the alternative is it just becomes a slushy, heavy mess. So it was a big roll of the dice, and I definitely lost out on that. <laughs> Poor decision. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it is what it is. What can you do? Yeah. Yeah. What can you do? What can you do is writing, talking about bad weather. <clears throat> I, I know we were talking about it just before this, the weather's looking pretty rough for this Monday Night Football coming up here. Yeah, which actually, I don't know if you, you said that. Hop on Twitter and just type in M. Like I just typed in Monday Night Football weather, and like it's there's just some clips of it in Buffalo that look crazy right now. Yeah, which which makes sense because you know when you said that I was like, oh, I, I didn't know that. But then now that I've had mm-hmm. a chance to think about it, it makes sense because we have high winds here, <laughs> and we're not that yeah, far from Buffalo. It's only heading that yeah, way. Yeah, like we we yep. we're experiencing the same thing. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, it is very blustery. So yeah, it's gonna be a interesting game. We'll see how it plays out. Could be. Low scoring? I mean, it could have been low scoring anyway. You know, a divisional game between yeah. the Bills and the Patriots, it happens. So, um, could have been that way anyway. But yeah, and it's a bad time of the year to be having those problems with your team. Yeah, and it looks like here they're saying as of earlier today that they weren't expecting snow because the temperature was going to remain at right around freezing a little bit more. Um, but wind gusts have been reported at 32 miles an hour. Kickoff 25 and, and gusts could be up to 45 plus so yeah i think 40 is, is where gonna I'm be at. windy um, like all night too it's not something that's gonna subside at some point during the game <laughs> just, it's just windy yeah. yeah yeah so uh yeah we'll see what happens yeah it'll it'll be interesting i was telling you i needed uh i'm up by 45 going against josh allen stefan diggs um kendrick Bourne, and dawson knox so this wind hopefully could be helpful if we can keep keep the ball on the ground. Yeah, you're not going to have a better week to run into that situation. You know, you're you're definitely yeah. getting helped out here. <laughs> yeah, we will see, and and I think we're talking as well. I've got two leagues that didn't change their playoff scheduling settings. So um, for me, heading into the playoffs this coming week, one of which I should get a buy, the other one I'll be playing. So it's a big, pretty big week for waivers for me to try to get that first playoff victory of the 2021 season yeah it is that's a great segue into the uh the show here today we got some waivers for everybody um got some late bye weeks the colts patriots dolphins and eagles are on a bye um, so plenty of fantasy relevant players on those teams uh there are the first person we're gonna talk about is actually on one of those teams kenneth gainwell had himself a pretty good week uh rostered about 12 percent of leagues taking advantage of boston scott's injury and i think miles sanders had an ankle issue too um of course, against Jets. Um, but on a bye this week, what do you think of uh, Gainwell? Yeah, I mean, I think he looks good. It stinks because Boston Scott was active, and I had played him in our league, and he didn't touch the ball. 
and it was yeah, it was Gainwell as the second guy, and then by the end of the game, it was pretty much all Gainwell as I think Sanders probably could have came back in, but they had him pretty in hand, and he did reaggravate an injury. Um, so I think going forward, you're going to have Washington, New York, Washington in the playoffs here after this week. So not a bad option there, but there are going to be people that have your, you know, Damian Harris, your Jonathan Taylor, uh, Miles Gaskin, a couple of these Eagles. So going into week 14, if you have a playoff week, like myself, I have Jonathan Taylor on the one team that I am going to be playing a playoff game week 14, unfortunately. So got a couple of other guys here, Steve, that look to be decent options here. Any interest in uh, any of these options that we've got here? Anybody stick out to you? Um, yes. Gainwell's actually... No, I was going to say he's probably bottom of the list, just because I think Boston Scott was out with an illness. And with a bye week, yeah. he's not going to be sick for two weeks. So he'll be back. Mm-hmm. That's going to hurt Gainwell. Um, the other guys that we have listed here, for viewers' sake, we have Mike Davis, Tevin Coleman, uh, AP, Dante Hilliard, and Dante Foreman. Um, Hilliard probably the most interesting because he's probably got the most upside to me. Is it seems like he's taking over that job. Um, <clears throat> next in line, probably Coleman. I mean, he's, I don't know what kind of upside he's got, but he's getting plenty of volume. And sometimes that's what you need, right? Um, it's not exciting, uh, but the volume's there, you know, so I'd probably pick out those two above everyone else. What do you think? Well, it's interesting too, because Tennessee, obviously coming off the bye week, both Foreman and Hilliard went over four and went over a hundred yards each last week or last game that they played. Right. So I think it's probably Hilliard, but both of them, I think, are decent options going up against Jacksonville here in Week 14. So I wouldn't mind throwing claiming at either of them. And man, it's ugly, but Peterson going up against Houston, he got all the carries. I think he had like 11 carries or something. He definitely had the bulk of the work. A couple of guys, like I think Penny had a solid game um, getting in the end zone. Uh, 10 times. Actually, he didn't score. 10, 10 carries for 35 yards. They get one big burst run. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a not a great option. Coleman actually was interesting because while he didn't, you know, didn't do enough to win the game, he, he looked probably outside of Elijah Moore like the biggest you know, impact player in the game against the Eagles. So I think Coleman and then the two Tennessee running backs are the, the interesting ones for me here for, for Week 14 specifically. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think the only person we didn't touch on, Mike Davis, you know, not bad. He's still technically a starter. Yeah, he, he scored. did against Tampa, which is amazing. You know, of all the games you'd, yeah. you'd say he's sunken, it'd be this one, and this is the one he has his better a better, better fantasy week for. Yeah, uh, pretty amazing. But um, yeah, I don't think we're, we're super interested. But you know, he is. Uh, he's definitely going to get used, which you can't say for you know, like I mean. Foreman's probably going to use, but it could be Hilliard's job. Uh, Peterson, who knows, whenever Collins comes back or Penny could emerge. Like Peterson didn't do enough to solidify his job, you know. So, you know, Mike Davis has got a guaranteed role to some degree there, I guess, but just not that exciting of an option. All right. Um, so, next up here, we've got the wide receiver position. A um, couple of interesting options here. Call out Amon Ross St. Brown and Russell Gage had both had really big games. I think they're both kind of underappreciated PPR guys. Um, but both had pretty big games, big volume. Uh, Amon Ra had that huge touchdown to put the Lions in the win column. 
Um, so they both stick out to me and any, you know, anything on either of them or anything, um, you know, on any of the other um, guys. Gage is the most interesting. That's back to back weeks now for him. Um, and you kind of yeah. had to figure somebody else on that team would have to emerge, you know, with all the, the, the well, not injuries, but, you know, Ridley going down and, and, you know, everybody's zoning in on pits so much. Um, so <clears throat> that, that's probably the most interesting. Amon Rossi Brown is always a play of, uh, like, he's a rookie you know is he putting it together finally um he could be uh or it could just be kind of a one-off game you know get to vikings defense it's okay um yeah and denver's defense is pretty good so i mean i, I like you know maybe sashing him but i'm not thrilled to play him this week as uh, you know him and josh reynolds are probably the top options and you're going to get what patrick sertan they have a couple of good corners there in denver so not great but you know, could be in for just some volume and, and clearly it's just a big confidence booster to have that big game winner. So it could just be that they make me go to him more often. Yeah. Agreed. So that makes sense. Um, uh, Valdez Scantling and uh, Deontay Harris out with the saints. They're both kind of like the same player to me. Like maybe they might pop off and you might have a good game. You might end up with three points. Yeah. Um, but it seems to be their trend. Do you disagree with that? Um, coming off the bye, I mean, I think MVS gets a little forgotten, but he actually had 10 targets for only four catches. Obviously, your boom bus, 123 yards and a touchdown in week 11. And they had another nine targets, only four catches and 50 yards, but getting some volume there two weeks in a row going into the bye. So could be something that, you know, if it keeps trending the right way, not a bad guy to throw in there as your kind of boom bus option. And if your boom bust option is getting that many targets, you know, hopefully more options to hit on that. Yeah, agreed. Um, another one we got on the list, Sammy Watkins. Not someone I'm terribly interested in, in starting. Um, his is more of a a problem for Rashad Bateman, who I think got one target, maybe two in that game. Yeah, um, I had him in a, in a league, and that was tough to see him get dudded as well. Yeah, so that is, you know, I don't want Sammy, I don't want to start him, but I think – Sammy coming back and being healthy has now made Bateman someone I might not want to start either. Cause I think, and Will, you might know better than me. I think Bateman's volume was trending down already. Was it not? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it kind of leveled out even, I think like we were looking at it, you know, the first few weeks it was looking good. And then it got to like, you know, eight targets on back to back week coming off the bye, then six targets and then four targets. And then, Looks like he had one catchless target this week. So definitely going in the wrong direction. Coming up against Cleveland, Green Bay, Cincinnati, and the Rams. Not a great schedule there. So he's someone that, as much as I hate to say it, if you really need to, I think he's probably someone you can cut. And for me, depending on how the team looks for me this week, I've got some bias issues coming up. He may be um, on the chop block, unfortunately. Yeah, that makes sense. Unfortunately, like you said. Um the other option we have is um, Mr. Parker down there in Miami had himself a pretty good week. Um, he seems to make himself fancy relevant when he plays. He just keeps missing games. And, you know, he's got a bye week this week, <laughs> yeah. so maybe that helps him. Um, but I would think I'd roster him. He's he's decent with a wide receiver depth. Yeah, I, th- I think he's definitely he looked you know solid in his first game back, and I don't know how long it's been. Um, it's Good to like see him weeks, trend the right week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, five targets, caught all five of them for 62 yards. So, you know, it's a good 
start to see. And, you know, if you can pick them up for cheap or next to nothing, not bad to, you know, be able to throw him out there if needed. Um, go, you know, maybe you have some injuries or something or you have a deep roster. I think he's flex, you know, flex and he's a flex option, you know, in that fancy playoffs with the Dolphins playing a lot better. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it takes care about the wide receivers or anything else you want to bring up with them. Um, no, there's not a ton really available, <clears throat> but you, you know, with four bye weeks there, you're, you know, maybe relying on some of these guys. So guys that maybe picked up this week because of, uh, because of bye weeks that maybe wouldn't be relevant going into the playoffs. That is fair. Moving on to a, a really tough position here. Well, um, the tight ends, uh, we had Jared Cook, uh, Tyler Conklin, uh, Everett, Komet, Ingram, all listed here, all under 50% owned. Um, any of those really jump out at you? What do you think of them all? Um, I mean, Cole Komet, I think he had more of a down game than we were used to seeing in the past couple of weeks. Um, the volume was still there, though, was it? Not? Yeah, that's the thing that's tough with him. Like He's definitely had the volume, but it was just Andy Dalton looked really bad. I mean, seven targets three catches 41 yards so you know you like the yards per catch yards per targets even pretty solid but it's uh it's just tough with that team you know and and they got green bay on sunday night football we'll see if they get um they get dalton back again if dalton's back again or if they have um justin fields coming back yeah so it's interesting i i think everett's the one that's probably the most interesting and that's just you know banking on russ continuing to not look great and, and having to check it down whereas you could easily have russ you know get back into form and then the volume starts going a little deeper and then you you lose some of that luster there with whatever it has been doing yeah he might be the easiest to get to because he um he fumbled twice i believe and at least in our scoring format, our half point, he ended up with negative points. So if anyone's just looking at the box score, you know, they're going to pass him over. But the volume's been there. Since, Four catches since for seven back. yards. Jeez. Yeah, yeah not good. Um, negative 1.3. That's rough. Yeah. So if you want to take your shot on Everett, it's probably a good week. You'll pass, you know, people will pass him. You'll over. get him for free if like, you need, if you wanted to throw him in there for a bi week replacement or something. Yeah, agreed. Um, the other ones like Conklin's probably got the highest upside, but his just his usage is all over the place. <laughs> he can be hard to predict. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very tough. I mean, what you know, only two for twenty five two weeks ago, but you know, seven for fifty six again this week. So volume, you know, you imagine is going to be there, but he does have a few weeks where he's you know three targets. So boomer bust, but that's kind of what you're working with here. I mean, I probably look at. Conklin, you know, maybe even Ingram, but with the quarterback injuries there, it's hard to really trust the you know Evan Ingram. So I yeah, think he was hard to trust Conklin. to begin with. Yeah, he got volume, but that's about it. He he rarely ever did anything with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's he's really hard to trust. See, so yeah, Conklin, um, Cook had a touchdown a week or two ago, but other than that, he hasn't been relevant. And I think he's borderline. I don't think he's lost his job to Parham, but I think they're pretty close as far as like targets goes or something. I, I think they're they're pretty split 50 50 at this point. So I'm not sure. He's in a good offense, so the, the touchdown opportunity is always there, but he's not 
doing too much. But I guess it depends on your matchup. If you get the Chargers in a good matchup, you know, it gets a bad team, you know, take a shot on a good offense, I guess, right? Better than like taking a shot against Ingram and, and, and a tough defense, right? Yeah, I think I'd probably go like the volume of Komet, uh, you know, here uh, of the group. You know, maybe you take a shot on it and Everett. But that, yeah, it's scary playing a guy coming off two fumbles. You don't imagine he does it again, but, you know, does that just affect the confidence? So I probably look at Komet and Conklin out of the group here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't mind Everett, but yeah, I would agree to put those two ahead. All right. Um, next, we're going to look at some streaming options here, starting with the quarterback position. Anyone stick out in particular here for you, Steve? Yeah, so we got Taysom Hill against the Jets. Uh, we got Bridgewater versus Detroit, Heineke versus Dallas, uh, Cam Newton versus Atlanta, and Jimmy G versus Cincinnati. These are tough. Um, There's not Taysom, a lot of good options uh, no, with, and, with and the Taysom, bye weeks that are there. Is Taysom hurt? He is. I think he's expected to play. He's just kind of fighting through it. They said he had the same injury that Russell Wilson had, but less severe. Um, so he's going to try to play through this finger, but it was like that mallet finger injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that he runs the most of the time, I think is, is more helpful than, you know, Russ, when you're banking on Russ's passing volume a lot more, um, of this group, I think it's probably him. I mean, I guess Heineke's looked good, you know, going up against a good Dallas defense. Um, but it's just that rushing volume of Taysom Hill, man, 100 rushing yards last week. It was just unreal. Yeah, you'd have to monitor the injury stuff and see how much he's practicing. If he's not practicing, but they let him go, I'm not sure I would pull the trigger. Uh, but if you get some limited practices in there, I agree. He's probably the guy. Um, and Heineke is the one that, you know, if Hill's out or if he doesn't practice at all, he's probably the guy I would bank on. Um, unless I needed a, a ton of points, you know, if I needed sky high points, Newton's probably the one with the, the super high upside against a bad defense. But you know, the flip side of Newton is, you know, five points or something like that. Yeah. You know? and it's a roll fired, of dice. Five, their offensive coordinator too. So that's an interesting one. Like, does that galvanize the team against, you know, around the new guy? Does that like change the game plan up like, i don't know what that does maybe they change the game plan more toward cam because it's a new coordinator yeah maybe yeah, yeah there's a lot of say. uncertainty so if you really want to roll the dice you need high upside you know you're the mm-hmm. you're a, a losing team trying to play spoiler and you're against a good team that you know roll the dice on cam for some high upside but yeah i'd agree Taysom or heineke there depending on the injury um makes the most sense to me and then yeah uh, i think so as well Looking at defensive streamers here, Will. Um, got a few options here. We got the Packers versus Chicago, the Broncos versus Detroit, Titans versus Jacksonville, the Saints at the Jets, and the Seahawks at Houston. Yeah, for how bad the tight end landscape and even the quarterback to a degree looked like, there are some very good streaming options for defenses um, with just you know all of these bad offenses that are out there playing and going up against some defenses that are rosterable. I think the Packers are probably my favorite here. I picked them up um, in the league that I have, I believe it's the Patriots. No, I have the, I had, uh, the Patriots in one and then the Rams going up against the Cardinals this coming week in the other. So I think Green Bay was my favorite of the group, but the Broncos defense is pretty good. I mean, obviously tough losses against the Chiefs last night, but going against Detroit, I think that's a nice one. 
but really all of these are pretty good. I was just about to say the same thing. You can make a case for all of them. Um, I tend to agree. I, I think I'd go with the Packers, especially if Dalton's playing. Um, you know, if Fields is in, then I'm a little bit more hesitant because, you know, like you said, the Broncos got a really good matchup against Detroit. Um, the Titans are coming off a bye week. That's always a good thing up against a you know, bad Jacksonville team. Um, so those are probably my top three. I mean, you know, Jets suck. Zach Wilson's throwing, you know, bad throws. So that's good for the Saints and Houston's Houston. So that's good for the Seahawks. So like you said, they're all really good. Uh, you can't go wrong with any of these options. But I would agree. I'm probably going with the Packers. If Fields plays, I might pivot to the Titans maybe. Um, but, you know, one of those three, Pike and, uh, Packers, Broncos, and Titans are all uh, top tier for me. It's pretty good. Pretty good for me because I got the Patriots on by in our league. So, uh, yeah, I'll be picking yeah. one of these guys. You got someone to roll to. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, anything else you want to add for defensive work there? No, I think it's, it's those three for me. Bra- I think Packers, Broncos, head and shoulders above. Seahawks is probably the shakiest because, you know, maybe the only defense that's not great. I mean, they've made some plays, but the Titans have looked better in recent weeks. Saints kind of have that caliber of defense that you know, hasn't shown up all the time, but maybe some of that's just complimentary football. So. Seahawks, I think, are the biggest worry of the group, but I would be okay really rolling any of the any of them if you have to. If you have to, yeah, that's fair. Um, but hey, that's gonna wrap up today's show. Um, a quicker show, but I guess you know we're getting close to the end of the year. Your waivers are, are drying up a little bit. Um, but yeah, tune in on Thursday for our start sit episode. Until then, folks, trust your board. <laughs>